it's interesting what you said, Berenice, around that you just kind of get on with creating and you're not really aware of the impact. And I, I actually think looking back over your archive, one of the really big things is the way that you've like shone the spotlight on so many other people and, and we get an episode to, sh to shine it on you. And um, it's like, whoa, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> not sure how comfortable we feel about this, but um, you've done such an amazing job. So you're such a blessing for our community and we're super grateful. And, you know, I can see um, the impact locally for us. I can just see so many more conversations happening across Australia, so many connections happening between women and there's a real groundswell, I think, of, um, and I think there's going to be a real commitment over the next few years for us to come together collectively and really start getting some things happening. And I think that, that what you've contributed is um, really powerful to, to the creating of that space. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I, I have a theory that you are, you are now experiencing what it's like to be celebrated and to have to blow your own trumpet and, and pat yourselves on the back for two years, having just, having, going through it all for Gateway Women's 10th anniversary. It's like, oh, but uh, this is all about other people and suddenly the focus is on, is on us. Eek! <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to say, very happy second birthday for Stop the Podcast team. It's been an absolute delight watching it grow. Um, and I'm, I'm so proud of you. And the conversations that are happening here and are spreading around the world are so diverse and so important. And I love the vibe of this podcast. I think I left a review. It's like sort of gate crashing a party in a pub. And you just kind of, you walk past this table and there's this fascinating conversation going on and they just grab you and say, sit down. And you're in. And... Uh, that's that's a real testament to you know to the to to the warmth and genuineness of you and to Michael's editing and Berenice's beautiful design and Sarah's wonderful contributions personality and gobbiness, which you are now famous for. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so I just I just want to say you're going to have to get used to being celebrated today. Thank you. <laughs> I know. We're, not, we're, we're terrible at it. <laughs> Welcome to the Full Stop Podcast and our second birthday episode with your hosts, Berenice Smith from Walking Our Shoes, Sarah Lawrence from After the Storm, and me, Michael Hughes from Married and Childless. If this is your first time here, our podcast is centred around supporting the Childless Not By Choice community and our aim is to be a focal point for the community and with all our special guests, show you how to manage your grief and give a voice to the issues specific to us. And by example, show that a full and happy life can be had without the children we dearly wanted. We wanted to share our birthday with as many of our past guests as possible. So we created a sort of online open house for our various guests to pop in at their own convenience. As you will hear, this didn't turn out the way we expected, but in the most beautiful of ways. Now this episode is a long one. We have limited the editing to a minimum to preserve the flow of this beautiful conversation. But before we get started, we have a special message from our beautiful and generous friend, Sevilla Morgan, who hosts 
the Childless Not By Choice podcast in the United States. Now you can find her work at childlessnotbychoice, all one word, dot net. Thank you, Sevilla. Hi there, the Full Stop Pod podcast. It's me, Sevilla Morgan. I heard that you all are celebrating your two-year birthday, and I wanted to stop by and wish you all a very happy birthday. You know, I am so proud of the fact that you guys are a part of the Childless Not By Choice community. I'm proud of the fact that you all made it past that, what, seven to ten episodes where most or a lot of podcasts pod fade. And so you made it. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Wishing you guys many, many more birthdays, many happy returns. And um, you know what? I don't have any questions, but I do have to say that I appreciate the fact that you all have been doing this for the past two years, recording together from two separate continents. How cool is that? So happy birthday. Many more birthdays together is the Full Stop Pod podcast. Until next time. Bye. I'm not I'm not the recording expert here. I just rock up. <laughs> and everyone goes quiet. I know, it's exactly right. <laughs> we haven't that. done that. We've never perfected the art of that in two years. No, no, two years. Two years. Happy birthday, guys. Yeah. Feels like we should have like cake and party poppers and booze. <laughs> but yeah. Happy birthday quite i feel quite emotional about it actually i really do it's quite when i sit and think about it given that it was an idea scribbled not on the back of a fag packet but you could have excused for thinking that it might have been it really was like a very quick idea wasn't it well it was a competition entry wasn't it Mm, it was rachel bland award for the bbc yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) Go on, Michael. I was just going to say, I was when I was editing the other day, just thinking twenty six episodes. Um, that's you know, and you think back about all the guests that we've had. You know, it's been a, an amazing ride, mm. a really amazing ride. Two of which we have here today so far. What we've done today, everybody, is we've created like an open house. So we've invited people to turn up who have been from our guests before, drop in whenever they'd like to. So we've, we've joined this morning by Sarah Roberts and Jodie Day. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is the weirdest start. It, it's it the is. weirdest start because <laughs> none of us are feeling particularly party. It's a bit difficult. It's 10 o'clock. And so when we record this, um, benefit of those that haven't been guests and are listeners, we record at 10 o'clock in the morning um, for the UK. Um, what time is it with you, Michael? Uh, it's uh, seven minutes past seven. Mm, yeah, so and it, and it is the same, party. and it is the same for Sarah. This is the mm. what the the next six months of the year will be on the same same time zone. Okay, okay. That's that's an Aussie thing, because yeah. the Queenslanders just don't do daylight saving for some reason. Mm. Something about something about fading the curtains and milking cows and things. I don't know. <laughs> Tradition. Okay. Well, I I have a theory that you are you are now experiencing what it's like to be celebrated, and to have to blow your own trumpet, and and pat yourselves on the back for two years, having just having going through it all for Gateway Women's tenth anniversary. It's like oh, but uh, this is all about other people, and suddenly the focus is on is on us. Eek! <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to say, very happy second birthday. 
for Stop <laughs> Podcast team. It's been an absolute delight watching it grow. Um, and I'm, I'm so proud of you. And the conversations that are happening here and are spreading around the world are so diverse and so important. And I love the vibe of this podcast. I think I left a review. It's like sort of gate crashing a party in a pub. And you just kind of, you walk past this table and there's this fascinating conversation going on and they just grab you and say, sit down and you're in. And uh, that's, that's a real testament to, you know, to the, to, to the warmth and genuineness of you and to Michael's editing and Berenice's beautiful design and Sarah's wonderful contributions, personality and gobbiness, which you are now famous for. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> So I just I just want to say you're going to have to get used to being celebrated today. Thank you. <laughs> I know. We're, not, we're, we're terrible just, at it. <laughs> we just went. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to my month. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the preparation, Jodie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. It's a bit sort of because I I think it's like lots of stuff. I don't know when you. When you do something and you're in the middle of it, mm. and I guess you could probably mm. almost, I can sort of attribute this to sort of like, actually, morbidly so, trying to be a parent. You keep going and going and going and going and going and going. And then at some point you stop and you think, God, I did that. Yeah. I did all of that. Oh, and then at some point you accept that you did all of that. And then you think, oh, yeah, okay, I'm quite proud of that, really. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I, I actually did something, I suppose. Um, however crazy it was, and somehow that's a bit like the podcast. I'm like, I did all of that. We did that. Did we? Oh, and here we are. Oh, 26 episodes. 27. This will be our 27th. It's mm. wow. a bit weird when it's 27, and actually it should be 24, but then you know, we keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's the kind of special extra director's cut. I love it, but you actually put them out as episodes. I love them. They're some of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> there's some real clangers in there. God, there's some conversations in, in that lot. And one day, Michael, you, you will do something, won't you? Mm. And Sarah and I are going to be like, oh my God, he said that. <laughs> I've not had that yet, though. I don't think we've had an episode where we've gone, oh God, did I really say that? I know I've had that. Have you? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> now I can't say, Michael. Do you remember what it was that we were talking? No, you put, I, I'm not going to remind you. You'll, you'll start talking. You'll dig it out. You'll dig it out. I'll have to hide under the table and switch off. I think there's something about very... I think there's something about your pants falling down and your knickers showing. I'm not quite sure. No, that was you. That was you. <laughs> that you said that. And it was to do with phone lines. And that's all I'm going to say. And don't you dare oh. continue that conversation at all, ever, even though you are all the way over there in, in, in Australia. You're not allowed to. I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah, that got <laughs> oh, I'll go off, out. I'll have to go, I'm going to have to go out. looking for it now. <laughs> no, you're not. Find it. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so there have been some clangers and some, and some things. I certainly, yeah, anyway. Mm. I think the most educational one was BB with Pampas Grass. <laughs> do you remember that one i was just like no oh yeah yes because you were you were absolutely flabbergasted because when you got your house you had pampas grass pampas everywhere grass. i was just like oh it's an ex-swingers house dear god 
And I met these people. And like, <laughs> Did you not do that? You didn't know no, that. Genuinely, oh. I didn't. No. <laughs> I, I just, so we actually moved into a house like that when I was a kid, and and we didn't we didn't know that either. I mean, it was the grooviest, most seventies decorated, split level, amazing house with kind of purple and orange flowery wallpaper and stripped pine everywhere. Wow. And a lot of pampas grass in the garden. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was just like, yeah, I, I never completely understood what the grown-ups were got going on about, but I know when they found out the pampas grass went. <laughs> oh yeah, couldn't dig it out quick enough, if I'm honest yeah. with you. I didn't want anyone sort of, you know, doing a drive-by going, um. <laughs> it sounds like popping in on the off chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I've got a house not far from me that um still has it. It's it's really? thick with pampas grass. So of course every time I go by I'm sort of <laughs> yeah. going on. How many cars in the driveway today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did wonder as well as to whether the, the height and the amount of pampas grass there was was that like a level in the club? You know, the more pampas grass you've got. I wasn't in the club, so you, you'll yeah. have to consult. Like a euphor- I was thinking it was a euphor- Expert mission, Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. My mind goes all sorts of places. Right, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Away from pampas grass. Yeah, you no, I think that's... created nice a spike in Google searches for pampas grass. <laughs> 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 or the best incentive to go and kind of go back through your archive. <laughs> Think about plants and trees and gardens. Sarah, how is your beautiful um, plantation coming along of trees? It is lovely. It is so lovely. I um, One of the things about me is that I, um, one of my, the big part of my legacy work is that um, I've had this long-term interest in native gardening and revegetation and rebuilding habitats. And so, so that feels like that's my main really my legacy contribution really I guess mm-hmm. um yeah it's great and to, I, I'm so lucky I live on acreage I can literally go out and plant trees that will be mm-hmm. 60 meters high at full height, wow. and it's just amazing so so I, I don't really plant gardens I plant forests really so <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. lovely and um yeah I was really blessed as you know I did the last um year I did the online bee program and as a finishing up, we planted a um, really large gum tree for every woman in that program. So we've got this little forest that we plant over. That's so it's such beautiful. a beautiful program and lovely way to 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 acknowledge the end of that, which was lovely. So um, yeah, look, I love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. My long term dream, actually, because you know, once once I did the the death of the big dream, I was very cautious about kind of dreaming at all or stepping into dreams Absolutely. and my secret long-term dream is very simple which is I live on land that's right in koala habitat and so we have a lot of and the area of south east Queensland where we are the um the the koalas are, um, are threatened even though they were once hugely abundant here and so um I have this dream that I've put enough koala trees in that one day I will wake up before I die and there will be a koala on my property. And I have this little image in my head of kind of going down on my Zimmer frame and maybe seeing the koala and going, my work is done. (laughs) So it's kind of a simple dream, really. I just decided big dreams are, you know, 
bit of an illusion. It's about about being present to being here and now. So yes. But I want to say happy birthday. Oh my God, too. That's incredible. It's incredible. And I wanted to echo what Jodie said. It's literally like coming in and sitting down at the pub and, and you know, you guys are already well on the way to having a very joyful <laughs> evening and we just get to to sit and listen. And it's been so lovely to listen to the conversation and the relationship and it's so heart-centred and, and so important. It really echoes so many conversations, um, you know, really impacting that I think is really, really powerful. And it's interesting what you said, Berenice, around that you just kind of get on with creating it. You're not really aware of the impact. And I, I actually think looking back over your archive, one of the really big things is the way that you've like shone the spotlight on so many other people and, and we get an episode to, sh to shine it on you. And um, it's like, whoa, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Not sure how comfortable we feel about this, but um, you've done such an amazing job. So you're such a blessing for our community and we're super grateful. And, you know, I can see um, the impact locally for us. I can just see so many more conversations happening across Australia, so many connections happening between women and there's a real groundswell, I think, of, um, and I think there's going to be a real commitment over the next few years for us to come together collectively and really start getting some things happening. And I think that, that what you've contributed is um, really powerful to, to the creating of that space. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and you. to you, of course, Jodie, you know. <laughs> Your um, your work is you know has really inspired a lot of that as well. So thank you. So very blessed. Thank you. I was reading something this morning that um, a member posted in the online community about how the conversation is changing and how it used to all be about grief, and now it's a sense that there's almost a groundswell of kind of that that's becoming an acceptable thing to talk about and people are starting to talk about other things as well and I think the diversity of our community is something that you've already done an amazing job on the podcast of, of, of bringing together as, as Sarah said of kind of amplifying those other voices and starting to really show that childlessness is what connects us but it's not what defines us that that we're all we're people from all kinds of walks of life and interests and nationalities and genders and sexualities um, and I think that's a really really powerful contribution that the podcast has made is really giving those voices and also the fact that you know you 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 know you have uh, male voices and female voices you know mixing together mm. on your podcast really starting instead of sort of having to bang a drum about it just it's there it's right in the mix and I think that is so, because it's just sort of normalising that it's possible to have these kinds of conversations. And I think that's what's so powerful about your work. And I really, really appreciate them. Thank you. I think it's been oh, something that we've you. always struggled to, to sort of, right? I was sort of conscious, I think, at the beginning when we started all of this, and particularly, I think, through the past year um, of being... We've always said that, haven't we, from the start, you know, three white people 
heterosexual and you think oh god you know maybe we should be more diverse but one of the great things about our community I'm turning it completely the other way and back onto everybody else. Let's take the light off us and shine it back because um, we're uncomfortable. Um, but it's about having people in our community who we were so happy to say, right, okay, here's the podcast. We'll be here. We're going to learn with our audience and we're going to turn it back. And you take our episode and you curate that in any way that you want. And we provide the tools to do that so we can be your audience, um, but actively participating and supporting you on the episode. Michael will edit, do the design, Sarah will ask all the wise questions that she does. And we can facilitate that because it's a podcast that's for everybody else. We're just sort of vehicles, but what we can do <laughs> a vehicle I'm not sure I'm, that's a very flattering description but we're kind of almost like I suppose wheelbarrows we can deliver that information to people and enable that learning for others and we can do so from a place where where we may know nothing you know we learned so much about you know we were affected by aging ourselves without children we learned so much more from Kirsty mm. and we learned so much from Yvonne and her episode and from Victoria and Mariel as well. So we've learned, we learn along the way too. It's, it's, it's about a collective effort. And if people weren't able to speak and have the support from all of the things that happen from the empty cradle, from gateway women and all the other people that are doing amazing things, then there wouldn't be a podcast because there wouldn't be a voice because nobody would want to say something. So it's a collective effort that we, we're only here because of everybody else's work, because everybody else's work gives people that bravery. And also people themselves have that strength and bravery to come onto the podcast and be a guest because it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not, I, th I would imagine. I mean, I, I've, only, I've been a podcast guest a couple of times and it's daunting. Um, even though I'm here doing this, it's still a bit scary doing that it's not easy to do um but i hope that we make it as welcoming as possible for everybody mm -hmm. yeah well, i was going to ask you if it, sorry that's no, sorry sorry go ahead i was going to ask you how what have your learnings been how has it impacted for you in your lives what's what's some of the highlights been for you yeah Um, oh, okay. I'll go first because I'm. I can edit out all my ums and ahs. That's one of the things I've highlighted is how many bloody times I am and are. God, my. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first episode for me, the first episode we did when we we quizzed each other, I really, really enjoyed. Because we we all picked some questions that were quite in, in their own way were quite incisive, and so we was able to get to know each other quite well in a very short space of time. Because we hadn't, I mean, I've met Berenice once. I haven't met Sarah in the flesh, uh, and, and so that was really really good. But I feel so I feel so privileged to be part of this. Because let me tell you, it's the two girls that actually come up with all the ideas about who we need to get on. I'm just along for the ride. 
I realise that my position here is to, to learn and to and to expose myself to things that I would not normally do. So as a guy, I wouldn't get exposed to a conversation of 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 two um, two lesbian women. I wouldn't get exposed. Where would I get the chance to get exposed to that? I wouldn't get exposed to a conversation around Black Lives Matter from from black people's perspective. I would never get exposed to that. And not not that I don't want to, but you know, you Sarah Roberts, you know, that our 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 community here is um, you know, black people are very, very, very small minority at the moment. So for me, I just feel extremely privileged and it's really hard to to narrow it down to one thing but what i can say is that it's been such an enriching experience and from a personal level too it's also helped me to understand my own feelings as well i remember a conversation that we had jody and may have been one of the very first times that we actually talked and i was making light of um, uh, showing emotion and, and crying and and you, you pulled me up one day and, and just said something similar to there is nothing wrong with that Michael um, and I've taken that on board and, and as, as much as I knew that you know I've taken that on board and, and through our podcast I've allowed my feelings to um as you can probably tell to rise mm. and um so i've always said that i just hope i'm a good example for other guys and i hope that part of me is also a good example so yeah um sorry if i didn't exa- answer your question exactly sarah but that's Perfect. yeah that's how i feel Beautiful. that's that's what it is for me mm. yeah and one of the things I love about what you bring to it, Michael, is that you you give men permission to feel like you're somebody that is so relatable as a bloke, but then you give this incredibly rich, you open up this space for men to, to have their stories heard, but also for, for them to, for the whole of them to show up. So they don't have to, they drop the facade and they can be whole and real and, and deeply connected and I you're such a leader in the space around that which is just so beautiful oh thank you Sarah I really appreciate that mm. I've learned loads from you Michael actually it, 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 I think it's you've given us the opportunity to get the bloke's perspective because I'll be honest with you it's it's taken a while I think for for guys to talk about it and so you've given out that side of the community permission to talk about it and you put together the clan of brothers which again gives guys permission to get together and not necessarily talk about it but at least have a space where they're with a bunch of blokes that get it because you you explained last time didn't you that guys and guys and women have a different experience and you've given the guys you've given them something that perhaps hasn't been available Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I've, it's been um, it's been interesting, just from the male's perspective. 
as I say, we're a hard nut to crack. And um, yeah, it's one of the things I'm beginning to realize, and, and, and I know that, that you've talked about this a lot, Jody, is this whole idea about a vocabulary. And so I, not that mine's all that big anyway, but <laughs> should have paid more attention at school. But I realized that, and that I can do that in some respects through, through a story, which I'm bloody full of, as you know. But um, that's, that's how best I can, I, can, I can tell the way I'm feeling by trying to just get someone in the moment by a story, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. The other thing I've noticed that you do for the community, Michael, which um, probably hasn't been articulated, um, I actually think you really help. And I know there's incredible diversity for people in, in the community and there's people who are, are single and people who are partnered and, and really diverse relationships that people have within the community. But I think one of the things that you do is that you assist women who are in relationships um, in um, um, in relationships with, with men to really get a feel for what the experiences might have been like for their partner. And it's such a healing function that you serve in terms of really allowing um, women in the community to kind of have, like I... I listen to you talk and I've had, I really have had some aha moments in my own relationship. And one of the really big examples for me is when I listened to you on the Unripe podcast and it actually hadn't ever occurred to me how deeply intrusive fertility treatment can be for men, which is, you know, I find it staggering that I, I hadn't quite gotten to that point, but it was, it was always a little bit of a joke, men's participation in that process. Whereas when when I listened to you, I went, oh, my God, like, yeah, of course, this is a deeply intrusive experience. And I think it's really important that it really humanises the complexity of each of our journeys. So thank you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. Hi, Victoria. We're joined by Victoria Firth now as well. Hello. Hi. And happy Morning. birthday. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It's lovely to have you here, Victoria. How are you keeping? How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's an interesting weather day here today. We've got like lots of snow on the hills, but bright sunshine. So, uh, oh, you've uh, got snow! Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got all the weathers today. <laughs> it's lovely to have you here. Yeah, well, nice to nice to come and say hello again. Yes. Yeah, I don't know who else is turning up. It's going to be quite interesting because we just had this sort of open house invite. So um, we are recording at the moment, just so that you're aware. So we're, we're on record. Um, Michael can edit that part out. But um, yeah, so we were asking, ans answering Sarah's question about what the podcast has taught us. Sarah, do you want to answer Sarah Lawrence? Sarah? Um, <clears throat> oh, God. Um, excuse me. <coughs> Stage fright. Um, yeah, no, loads. I think for me, I mean, I, we always said, didn't we, I was the least, least furthest on, least furthest on, is that right? In terms of where I was when we started the pod. And I think that comes across in some of the episodes where I'm particularly sweary because when I get angry or when I get naffed off or when I get emotional, I get angry and sweary. 
And I think as time has gone part, gone on, actually, I've realised that it's, it's, it's all right to feel that way. Actually, it's all right to be bloody angry or whatever comes up or upset or whatever. And I think a bit like Michael, I was very sort of very shut down and um, very, I think I've changed as the episodes, that first episode where we're asking each other questions, you can kind of hear me trying to hide in plain sight. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to answer that. Um, but now I'm just like, oh, whatever, whatever. If I turn up naft off, you know it. If I turn up, I'm all right, you know it. It's, but I think that's the steepest learning curve. And I think having you two as well on the chat, the messenger, you know, we think, oh, I'm having a bad day or one of you are putting that you're having a bad day and we've you know we've kind of got each other's backs and I I really like that because I've not had that before not even in the community you know it's kind of felt like I was doing it on my own and now I've got you know two two people in my corner <laughs> when I'm feeling a bit fed up or whatever yeah like the boxing yeah isn't it but yeah no I've I've loved every minute and I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world what about you Bernice <laughs> Um, you knew it was coming (laughs) I know I kept putting it off it's a brilliant question Sarah such a good question oh gosh Um, oh it's such a hard one to answer because I think I was sort of getting a bit gobby anyway when we started the podcast I, I think I'd been to a few things and been through a few experiences where I felt that that maybe I had something to add to the conversation, but I didn't know how because I'm a complete introvert and I struggled to articulate anything about my story. It was like I'd sort of, the language had stopped somewhere along the line and the only way I could get it out was if I was sort of being creative or writing it down through some sort of other narrative I couldn't do it you know walking our shoes is all about words it's about pictures and words and there's very little in the way of video or anything on that so I was struggling to get the words out but I knew if I got the words out, I'd probably feel an awful lot better about it but I didn't know how to do it and I think the weekend done in in London when I met Michael and we've been to the fertility fest and I stood there on the stage at the Shepherd's Bush and this is a little petra culture, so what is six minutes and forty seconds I think you get for for one of those. And I realised oh, that 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 my words made a bit of a difference. You know, people were coming up to me and saying, Oh well you does because I'd hidden behind the scenes like with 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 World Child this week. Okay, yeah, I can do all the pretty stuff, that's fine, but I'm gonna sit in the background and that's okay, I'm fine with that. You know, and, and as Steph needed me, I'd be there, but I wasn't necessarily driving that because I thought oh what I've got to say isn't necessarily important and I still feel like that with the podcast I'll be honest and say that often frequently on the podcast I will come away and I will just say did I actually say anything useful um (laughs) I often wonder that I I don't um but I just try the best that I I can I often feel like I'm the least qualified person to sit here and do a podcast but that's just me and who I am and I will always feel like that it just is who I am um but I've learned that, yeah, same as you, Sarah, I think I've learned that I've got two people in my corner, um, lifelong friends. And I think that, I just think we're just so bloody lucky to have that, 
that friendship and also that learning from everybody. I've met some just, I mean, every guest we've ever had on the podcast, I have been entertained by, moved by. I've absolutely adored everybody that's been on the podcast. There's not ever been one guest where I thought, oh, we wouldn't have them back. <laughs> I loved everybody um, because everyone's got something to share and it's so interesting. I've learned so much and I think it's made it, I feel like I've learned so much more about why we're all here because we're all here for for so many different reasons and every story is valid and by seeing that everybody else's story is valid you start to think oh your mind's valid too I'm here legitimately for a reason and I went through some really really crap stuff um that I actually can now talk about in a safe environment and the hope that it actually helps one other person if it just helps one other person then that's all I really worry about I just want to make sure that you know somebody else goes out there and they can look and they can go oh okay all right oh I didn't know about and I don't know how anyone would not know about gateway women but I did not know about gateway women I can now go and I can look at gateway women and I can get the support that I that they need which is the support that I got way back when I thought oh god there's nothing so people can be facilitated. And I think that's how I see the, the podcast almost as being, perhaps sometimes I, I, I think it's too much like a facilitating thing. And I try to distance myself from the emotion because I think if I, and I'm feeling myself going now, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> I hold it together, Bernice, you can do this. Um, I think if I, if I focus too much on the emotion and the enormity of it, I think I would probably, yeah, like you say, Sarah, often stage fright because it just is overwhelming. When I look at the figures, the amount of downloads that we've got and the amount of subscribers that we have, it's just like, wow, okay. And it's not about those numbers. It doesn't matter. I mean, if we just had one subscriber, one listener, that's okay. That's fine. The fact that we're reaching something like 10,000 downloads. We are 10,000 downloads now. Oh, gosh, that's a hell of a lot of people. I think that's quite amazing. It's quite overwhelming. Yes, um, it's, it reminds me of the conversations that we have behind the scenes when I'll say, have a look at this map. So we can see where all of our um, uh, listeners are from. And guaranteed, Sarah and Berenice will just clam up and just, wow. Wow. <laughs> We're terrible. We just find the whole thing a bit kind of like, I, I find it kind of just odd that somebody wants to, to, to listen to something I've got to, to say. But I, I, I think also, the, I, mean, I think it's something that would, I was talking about maybe with, Steph, or perhaps it was with you, Jodie. All these conversations that we have, so many conversations, but it was a, a conversation about why people do something like this. And I don't, I don't feel that I do this in order for accolades, which is why probably I'm sitting here wriggling on my chair in uncomfortableness, because it's so difficult. I think if anyone comes into doing a podcast or anyone comes into any sphere, I think within the childless not by choice community to do something for the accolades and awards. I don't think that that works because it's the wrong approach for me. I think it's all about support and about friendship and about love and about yeah, giving people a chance to say something they may not have said before because 
we've got reviews, we have testimonials and the figures are there. But it's not about those because people dip in, dip out. I wouldn't expect anyone listening to this podcast to ever listen to all of the episodes that we've ever done because there might be one that resonates or two or three or a subject. They think, oh yeah, that's the one that I want to listen to. I don't expect, I never expect us to have subscribers. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I mean, because I thought people just want one or two episodes would work, not every thing. And I think that's quite amazing because I don't, I've never sort of experienced that before. Well, I told you the other day, didn't I? I had um, someone was coming to work with me and they went, oh, it's you. And I went, oh, shit, what, 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 what have I done? And she went, it's you off the podcast. And I went, oh, oh, yeah, look, right, let's skip over that. <laughs> you, you contacted me on Messenger and went, oh, my God, someone knew me from the podcast. And I get that sometimes, particularly in gateway like, oh. women. People go, oh, it's you on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah yes yes i'm i'm podcast yeah that's me yeah okay <laughs> i was puce <laughs> on zoom i just like, I was like oh no can we talk about something else <laughs> but you're right it's not about accolades it's for me it's about helping people find a voice when they need it you know it might be that they stumble over us it might be you know they're fighting gateway women or you know they might see one of victoria's plays and go ah there's a community out there for me there's somebody that knows what I've been through. It's not about me being in the spotlight. It's about helping people find their tribe, which is what I needed when I first went looking for gate and found gateway women. That's just what you're looking for, isn't it? It's like, I don't fit anywhere else. My life has fallen apart. Where do I go now? Where do I fit? And that's all it's ever been about really for me. Yeah, definitely. I think it is that. And I think that's where the diversity of the episodes helps. I mean, I, I, I absolutely loved the episode that we did with you, Victoria. It was just so incredible and so, oh, this, this, this is so, and I think what, what got to me about the episode was that, that there is just so much that, that needs to be said, that needs to happen, that more things need to be, to be said and to be talked about. We have to have you back to talk to us again because I loved learning with you and I and it was the first time I think we'd ever really last year because I mean the pandemic hit us quite hard in terms of a podcast because we'd planned everything as Michael says Sarah and I we planned stuff out and you do you do contribute to that Michael because you know everyone Michael knows everybody Um, he befriends everyone so we often send Michael out on like a scouting mission to go and find people and we it became really clear that we needed to change what we were doing and so Yvonne's episode Black Lives Matter and and talking about that then led to the episode that we did with you Victoria because we thought well we can just hand the podcast over let's just do something different because we'd always struggle with the fact that yeah okay three white heterosexual presenters and there is so much more to our community than just three white heterosexual presenters you know and you can't you can't cover every single thing and with michael we felt we had that one big tick in the sense of you know not that you want to say you tick boxes because i think that's just wrong it's organic in the way that we do things but that of course we needed to have that voice way back then with michael on 
male infertility, what it's like to be a man with childlessness, but actually that this community was so brilliant and so amazing that we could actually just say, okay, you know, I met you once briefly, I think Victoria at the Balkan, and very briefly with Mariel, but I knew her anyway, uh, through conversations with gateway women. And it was the case of, right, okay, let's get you on, let's just riff this and let's just talk about this because and that's just the amazing thing about a podcast. It's brilliant like that. Yeah, and I was, when you were talking earlier, I was, um, you're talking about like um, the validity of your story or do you have anything to offer? And like I had real imposter syndrome about doing that episode because, you know, it was for the LGBTQ plus community. And I'm like, well, you know, I just have one experience of my own kind of sexuality in relation to childlessness. And I, I feel like I don't, you know, I can't represent a whole community and, you know, is my story valid? And and I kind of have some understanding of imposter syndrome from being an artist because you're always, when you're putting something out there, you're always wondering, if, you know, does it have value? Is it any good? Um, like over lockdown, I've been doing a lot of um, workshops for artists on self-care and I'm really interested in it as an area, but every time I go to do one of those workshops, I think, well, I'm like, I'm not an expert, you know, like, like I'm not a trained as a therapist or, you know, I don't like, I wouldn't even know how you become an expert in this. And an artist friend of mine, Ellie Harrison, says that she always does her interactions as if it's about citizen to citizen learning. And I don't know if there's a, a lineage to, to where that phrase comes from came from but it's like I'm not here as an expert I'm here as a human being and you're here as a human being and so I have I have something to share and and you have something to share and, and maybe by that as doing that together you know we go somewhere different you know and we learn something and I, I found that um as you know has given me a lot of permission to say in that example I'm, I'm really interested in, in well-being now and how do we take care of ourselves better you know and I'm, I'm not here as an expert I'm here as somebody who's practicing living with this and you know I think it's maybe the bit the same with the childless community is that you know we only have like one story but they are all valid and you know it, it's all part of I don't know kind of you know we're here we're practicing in it you know and there may you know there's there's value in being with other people and talking about that i love that citizen to citizen because i can absolutely i think from the point of view of, of my artistic work still actually is on hiatus you know i'll do stuff here but i don't go out publicly with anything because i just still have that kind of sense of just oh god no don't think that i've got a space place at the table and it comes to that sort of thing so i can absolutely see where you where that comes from victoria in that sense of yeah okay i, I don't know and uh, yeah i, I think well, what's my qualification for being here and i think the qualification yeah it's about yeah citizen to citizen it's about our experiences and sharing it that's just so insightful really insightful thank you hi victoria it's absolutely lovely to see you again on the screen still, but it's lovely to see you. Um, I really love that expression, citizen to citizen as well, because it really takes me back to the early days of Gateway Women and before Gateway Women, um, I spent um, quite a few years in the 12 step meeting. 
Um, I was, after the breakdown of my marriage, um, due to, mostly due to my then husband's addiction issues, I spent a lot of time in a 12-step group called Al-Anon, which is for friends and families of addicts and alcoholics. And there's a lot of it in my family and in my family system. And in those meetings, um, no one was an expert except on their own lives. And I really discovered the power of peer-to-peer healing. And also the way that the 12-step kind of movement is set up is that there's a sense that no one is an authority, but sometimes some people have responsibilities for the group. And then you kind of share and you move around those responsibilities. So no one ends up being a leader. No one's ego gets sort of to be in charge of everything. It's an amazing system. And within that system, I kind of found my place and got past my imposter syndrome because I began to realize that I had something to bring, you know, that I didn't have to know everything, but what I had to bring, which was my personal experience. And when I shared my personal testimony, it always helped someone else because there was something in my story that they hadn't heard articulated before but sort of resonated with a part of their story and then they felt heard and seen and all of us were doing that and so we all ended up feeling heard and seen and I don't think I would ever have had the courage to put together that first gateway women group had I not had those few years in 12 step groups I thought what do I know about childlessness I'm you know I'm completely underwater I'm deep in my grief I'm so I'm so struggling and I thought no I don't I don't have to be healed and I don't have to be an expert. I need to create a safe space and a structure. And then maybe the magic will happen, you know? And it did. And I just wish so many more of us, as you have discovered through your work, have, could have a chance to discover that the power of showing up and sharing what we know as being so powerful for others. You know, we live in a society which kind of really predicates everything on being an expert, on having the answer. But that's so not necessarily how how human society progresses, you know. Um, So I just want to say, you know, how much I admire you and your work. And I love it. And I love that series you were doing on self-care. And um, the video that really comes to mind is that amazing one you did all around touching your hands and really getting back in touch with your own body, which was so well received by so many of the um, single members of the, child, of, of the gateway women community who have been so starved for touch um, in the pandemic. So thank you for your work. Thank you, Jodie, thank you. It's been strange in the pandemic, sort of putting, I guess you were doing it all the time with the podcast, but putting things out virtually because when there's not a live, when, you, when there's a live audience, you get like immediate feedback, but putting things out, you know, online is quite new for me and, and so you always wonder how, how it's been received. So thanks for that. Yeah, I just want to echo uh, JD's comment. And I think your work is amazing, Victoria. I've been watching your videos and I just think they're incredible. Really, really lovely. And um, we'll put a link to them into the um, show notes because I think they're just so invaluable to people as well. And the hand touching was just amazing. I was just like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. And it was just learn so much from you and what you do. We're joined by Leslie, Leslie Pine. Hi, Leslie. Press the unmute button first. Yes, hello. L- lovely to lovely to be here. And it was really interesting listening to what you were saying, Jodie. Isn't it that that um, that power of sh- sh- 
showing up and sharing that's you know that's that's what we bring we all bring to the party isn't it you know and I, I always think you know that of my path won't be your path but there is a path there and and um yeah I mean and, and we're all doing that in our different ways and I think that again that's that you know let's all share how it is for how our life is and how we got here is different and um that just gives people so many options and so many just to see people are living a, a lovely life um I, i'm in a couple of weeks time i'm doing um um a group with kate bryan for infertility network uk about people what, what's it coming to the end of treatment and um kate was saying oh i uh, um, somebody in her group has said oh i follow leslie on instagram she's so inspiring and that is that that just means so much doesn't it for all of us you know that what we're doing is just sort of leading the way showing what 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 what's possible at the end of it um so yeah and, and I'm, I'm really really great to be here so thank you yeah. it's okay we're just riffing but it's all totally you know what we like <laughs> you've been a guest you know what it's like <laughs> <laughs> exactly why not? why not and you've got better at it over the time since when you interviewed me i guess <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, we need to go back and look at everything again. We're, I'm in the process of going back through all of the old episodes at the moment um, because of other ideas that we're doing. Yes. And um, there's a lot of stuff. We're like, oh, OK. Yeah. So I, I think, we're, yeah, we've grown. I think we've got a little bit more well-versed in, in, in the balance. But, yeah, it's still a bit like I love the idea that it's like being in a pub. I just, I just think that was one of the best things that I had read because it's exactly the kind of vibe that I think we perhaps set out to. No, I don't know. Did we set out to do that, Sarah, Michael? Was no. that the vibe? <laughs> no, that makes us sound professional. No, not at all. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question then? Um, yeah, and I know I didn't, I didn't put it on the email. I was just thinking about it this morning. I guess what, what would be the one thing that you've learned from the podcast, from the people that you've interviewed over the years? Silence. Stand silent. Oh, <laughs> sorry. One thing. Leslie, that's cruel. It, it is amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, God. Oh, one thing. Um, it could be more than one, or a main thing. I it could think. be a very long list if you let us go with that one. Let's do one of you like. Yeah. Um, God. I. I think actually one thing that I think I've learned from the people and from the podcast and it's something that I, I I want to get better at um is the art of listening because I think that we what we can do so often is that we can we can want to I, I, I think I, I'd like to think that the podcast gives an example in how not to fix and I know that there are friends of mine who are parents who listen to it and have learned a bit from, from that too, that it's not having to fix things. And that with, not, with, with trying not to fix, you end up having to then listen. And I would like to think that people, we, we've given a place where people can listen. They obviously have to listen to us. Sorry about that. Um, but you're listening to us and what we're talking about and our guests talking about. But we in turn listen to our guests. So we then learn. Because I think so often we can, with social media, it's about 
it's about talk, talk, show, show this, that, everything. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at me. And if you're on your own or if you're feeling isolated in the community, and I think that goes across broadly, I would say everybody, because we all come from a point where we thought we were going to be something and part of this great kind of pro-natal, pro-paternal kind of movement where we would be, we'd be part of the crowd down at the play park and at the school gates. And then suddenly you're not and you're isolated wherever you come from. Then trying to be heard is one thing but also having someone just to listen to you or to have someone or to have something that you can listen to that gives you some hope or or, or gives you the, the tools to go and do something else um, so I think I've probably learned listening and it's something that I feel I want to get better at um, because it's very difficult with a podcast sometimes when you're doing a podcast and you've got the gaps and you, you, you're trying to get the best out of all of your guests and luckily we have brilliant guests who give us the best. I know that they give us our best because you can tell when you're sitting here on Zoom in this awkward kind of Zoomy way and you don't know quite what's going on but you can see that emotion and you, give, you try to give people the best but also getting the best from, from ourselves as well, from the three of us, the listening. Oops, well done for going first. <laughs> I didn't last time. When, when Sarah asked, Sarah asked about what we were, I was the last one. I was just like, yeah, Michael can go first. And then Sarah and the hooker. So I felt kind of like, yeah, okay, all right, I'll let go first. <laughs> we'll go next, Michael. Drop right in it. <laughs> um, I'm going to echo Berenice, actually. But... I'm going to bring you into it, Sarah, because I've said it time and time again. I, I, I sit here and, and take in as much as I can. I feel, I feel like I'm a bit of a sponge. Um, you know, you know uh, with, with Victoria and, and, and Meryl, you know, when would I, I know I've said this previously, but when would I get a chance to be part of a conversation like that? So I, I feel that, that, being able to just sit there and listen to that and, and be okay with that has been something for me. But then with Sarah, Sarah Lawrence over here, who who has this fantastic ability to ask, she needs to be on TV with the way that she the way that she brings into questions because I'm I'm forever gobsmacked about where the did that come from, it's like, <laughs> because. But I know where it comes from. She's listening and she's paying attention. And I love that. So what have I learned? That, yes, um, listening is okay. And I want to be more like Sarah. Michael, I'm just nosy. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah, but so am I. But I don't do that. I don't come up with them. They're brilliant. Some of those questions you have are brilliant. <laughs> oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, I am nosy. I'm just really curious about people. And I think for me, I think the best thing I've learned actually is, is the lack of hierarchy that we have in our community. I remember <laughs> the first time like when we started um, the first couple of episodes we did with, with authors and Bernie said, yeah, we're going to get Tessa in. We're going to, we're going to talk to Jodie. And I was like, shit. I just felt this overwhelming stage fright. Oh my God, there's authors. Shit. And then Victoria writing plays and, and, you know, Leslie's written a book. And I was just like, oh, my God. 
and then they came on the podcast and they were just people who happened to share an aspect of my story and it was just like those first two episodes were you know I felt like I was you know flying by the seat of my pants but actually because it, there was no hierarchy and there was no well this you know it's just this is my story and I was like I chime with this I, I get these people I understand them and that for me was the best learning curve because I think if there'd been any sniff of hierarchy I'd been like exit stage left this is not this is not something I'd be able to cope with so that for me was the best thing you know being part of a community where the hierarchy just isn't there suits me down to the ground so yeah hi Robin hi Robin hi Robin hi 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 everyone sorry for for being late <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're literally people Leslie's just joined it's an open house people can join when they want so welcome hi you're fashionably late <laughs> yeah not the only <laughs> fashion thing I'll ever be <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey Robin, have you had your hair cut yet? Oh wow! wow you still got still got the man bun. Cool. Yeah. We're in a, we're in a competition, me and Robin. <laughs> what the biggest bun? <laughs> <laughs> biggest does my buns. bun look big in this? <laughs> <laughs> Mine does. <laughs> when hasn't it? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you soon, Jodie. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Jodie. It's been lovely, Jodie. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing from the heart. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <and> moved. <laughs> Change as a person forever. <laughs> New horizons, everything. I want just to add to that the, the question that you had, Leslie, about what we've learned. I think the other thing I wanted just to, that popped into my head anyone have a second one is about vibe and about i i think that's just so i don't know that's a big thing i think for for the three of us because when michael and sarah have never met um in person and i've met them both separately which i think is a bit kind of odd but actually we it just works I think that I, and I, I think my, my advice to anyone that's thinking, oh, do I want to do a podcast? I think, and, we, and we've had that conversation. I have a few times people have asked different communities that I've been in about, well, I, I've got an idea for a podcast. I think I'd like to do a podcast. And it is great. And I think all podcasts in any sphere are, are welcome if they're, they're right. But I just get on with it. I think do it. Just go out, do it, try it and see. Most podcasts end at eight episodes. That's one fact that I learned. So once we got to episode nine, I was like, oh, thank God for that. We've done that bit. Um, <laughs> anything else after this is a bonus. Um, we've, we've broken the, um, that sort of myth. Um, and don't worry about audio and stuff. It's, it's the vibe. You know, and professionalism doesn't matter that much either. It's about who you have. It's about who's presenting it with you and the fact that you can just go through it. Because you can always edit. I mean, you know, we'd learn these things. None of us came to the podcast with any kind of particular skills. Um, just, you know, riff it, 
see what happens but do it just do it and see what happens sit there get don't worry about the microphone all computers have microphones don't worry about it i mean there's better ones and there's you know you know i, I have a, a, a microphone now now michael has one too and so there's all you know stuff that we've got since do it record it invite some people along if you want to or whatever Invite friends along. Don't invite people you don't know to start. We'd invite some, we invite some. We madly invited people we didn't know, um, but we just went with it because we thought we're probably be all right. But you know, if you're nervous, invite anybody along. Invite someone you know. Then you've got a conversation going. See what gives. See what happens at the end of it. And if it works out and it's what you want it to be, then you've got something. Do it. You know. And just be yourself as well, isn't it? Don't try and be somebody you're not, I guess. Yeah. In be your authentic self. Yeah. Be who you are. Just just walk through everything. And it's a you yeah. edit it. I mean, just go with it, riff it, you know, and take some bits out and but yeah, be you. Yeah, it's amazing how easy it is to do, but really, truthfully, and people sit there, oh, yeah, and, it, and it's time intensive. I mean, I think probably the booking, the guests, and the organising, the, the actual organising bits take probably more time, I think. Um, do it. Be brave. Just give it a go. Someone will listen. They will. Yeah, and, and don't. I think uh, also don't be too um. Don't be too much pressure on yourself. I remember a conversation that we might have had in the beginning about swearing. Do we swear? Are we allowed to swear? What do we do? What do we do? I went for ages, didn't it? We were really worried about and then, that. Yeah, and then we did our <laughs> fuck it. Let's just swear. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, see, you swore. You never swear. You're like the least sweary of the three of us. Yeah. No, I do. I do. Not often. I'll just put well, it Not out. often. Well, yeah. no, you, you do swear sometimes, I think. Yeah. But I, I don't notice I'm, it. I'm probably I'm, immune to it. I don't know why. Yeah. As, as I said before, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in Australia. I mean, every second word's a swear word. Mm. Sarah Roberts, is that true? Yeah. Can, <laughs> you, ver can you verify? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. It is a question though of, of which accent a swear word sounds better in. Like I I um I think that's a very wide open debate, don't you think? Oh, oh. yeah. I yeah. kind of your posh accent's quite good, but in England, you well, you've got so many accents here in the yeah. UK. I mean... Uh, well, I've had this debate with a friend, actually, and, and um, my friend was incredibly posh. And fuck, as a posh word, sounds incredibly good. But with my accent, <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, take your pick, isn't it, really? <laughs> Especially when I've had a few. <laughs> I think Robin probably swears quite well, and Leslie too, I think. They've got yeah, good they accents, quite strong accents, both of you have. Go on, Rob, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to broadcast this? <laughs> we can edit it. <laughs> you might not want to swear. This is the thing. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not in the mood for it at all. I don't think I could probably swear right now if I tried to. I'm just not. I could want to go for a bloody, but that would be about it. I'm not in the same zone as the rest of you. <laughs> Well, I think my favourite expression is for fuck's sake. <laughs> so oh. um, I, I use that almost 
Uh, every time I do anything, really. <laughs> yeah, I've got a mug with that on. My so at Christmas, my husband was a. I, I said I wanted a Keith Brian Jones. So anyone that's listening, watch his great prostrate throwdown. Then Keith Brian Jones is on the judges with the funny hair, and he he cries a lot. Uh, but he has nice big bucket sized mugs. So I said you can buy me a mug from there. That's what I'd like for Christmas. And but you've got to choose the phrase. So on the website, if you go on there, they've got things like goddess. <laughs> um and um other things like that <laughs> amazing for them you know all these sorts of things um wife is one of them and 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 stuff and there's a few parental ones as you'd expect but there we go blah blah and so what did he come up with you know what it says there's ffs on it for fuck's sake and that's the mug i got <laughs> and i said oh okay well, not, not goddess status yet then it's very disappointing I'm a bit annoyed about that. <laughs> Got a long way to go. Do you think you had it and lost it or you're working your way up? Oh, I, I don't think I'm anywhere near it. Don't worry. <laughs> We've been married for 25 years in September. If I haven't got it by now, then I never had it at all. And I don't think I ever will. I'm not sure I really oh. want that, actually. No, I'll, I'll keep it real. Mm. Yeah, keep it real. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to buy Rob one of those questions. Oh. oh, sorry. That's what I did. Go on, Sarah, I was going to ask if you're ready for us to uh, fire another question at you. Mm. Go, Go on. for it. Yeah. They might not answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll cut out the pauses. Don't worry. Yeah, I've got a question too. Okay. Do you want to go, Victoria? Have you got a question? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do. Um, I guess my question is, um, like when I was thinking about making my own childlessness visible through through doing a theatre piece about it one of the things that really concerned me was like I didn't I didn't want it to define me like I didn't want it to become a label that was then the only that then made my life really singular and you mentioned earlier Bernice like how long the podcast gone you know you went past eight episodes and then it was nine and it, you know and it's been like a really long running thing and might say something about my own journey to to if I use phrases like how you move on or you know how you get past your childlessness like maybe that's you know or, or how you feel about being visible or invisible I guess there's like a lot in there to unpack another time but I just wondered what it was like you know moving you're developing your life really but while the podcast is still running you know has it in any way kind of limited how you've grown other aspects of your life or has it supported it you know um, is my is that a kind of clear question <laughs> it's a very clear question and it's a really really good one because and i kind of actually i do want to jump in first if that's all right sarah and michael to answer because yeah okay because i was in the local paper last week um go that in cambridgeshire it's got quite a high it's, it's the good paper. There's two papers in our city and it's the good one, the nice one, the one that everyone actually wants to read because it does report local things, not just, you know, anyway. And I was very conscious that I was talking publicly on my own doorstep about my journey and that my family would read this or might read it. In fact, actually, I gave them um, the links to it. So... I know that they have read it and they went out and bought copies of it. And I'll unpack that one on another episode. It's not for here, but another time. 
but I'm very conscious of that because my identity has always been as a designer. So I've always said from the very start, even when we were trying for children, even before that, even when I was at school, I remember being at school and watching boring careers videos thinking, well, I don't know what I want to do because anything I'm good at at school is art and English. And I remember seeing the video of a commercial artist, a graphic designer, and thinking, that's what I want to do. And I claim that identity, and I talk about it on my website for my business. And that's who I am. It's my master's degree. It's what I've always done. So I've got this thing where I'm running a business. Um, Hello Lovely. It's a design business. It's the thing that I, I identify with the most. And then there's this other hat, the Full Stop podcast. To a degree, there's Walk In Our Shoes, because that came out of my master's degree. So I exhibited Walk In Our Shoes, the first time it ever was a public thing, was at my master's exhibition for design. So it's all really, really complicated for me. Um, and I'm very, very careful about keeping a balance. But what I found is that in some of the business networks that I belong to, and they're all little non-networky things they're all very relaxed and very informal and if anyone has to do these kind of like those creeping death introductions and I don't join the business network so I won't do that kind of thing I think they're, they're just awful but it's very informal and I kind of I don't know that I have an answer to the question Victoria but I kind of feel like I sort of am somewhere sort of struggling to unpack that but in talking about my journey in these networks or just just a little kind of like oh well, no I don't have children and it's not by choice literally just that line when people went oh okay and I found that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was to say those words to people in these business networky things that they were actually okay and actually by saying it and actually talking about the podcast, because I will often ask them, like, I've got an issue with the podcast, and I think I've got a thing, but I'm not quite sure. What do you think? Just to get some feedback from them, because it might be something to do with a businessy thing, like something a problem with the website, or maybe to do with um, Apple or something. And I'll answer it, but I've obviously gone public about the fact I did this podcast. It's all about childless and not by choice. And do I want to really be doing that? Should I be doing a podcast about design? Maybe that I didn't. Um, and life's too short now. I'm going to have hours in the day. Um, but people have become aware of it. And I, what I found is that there is someone that I know, Anne Hawkins, who runs Driver Network, who is a mother, um, and her son is in Canada. And he's growing up now. And... Um, but she nominated us for the Digital Women Awards. She's not a great fan of podcasts, I have to say. She openly admits that. But she felt that what we were doing was so important that it deserved a recognition. Um, and a lot of people who are parents that I know within this community have said, it's just brilliant what you're doing. You are doing something and I am learning from you. So sometimes muddling up those identities can help a little but it's complicated and I'm not sure that I have a, I'm settled with it yet. I feel settled. If I didn't do the design for the podcast and things, I would probably be a little bit more unsettled, but I have a place within the three of us and what I do and with the website, but yeah. Bloody good question. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> what again? <laughs> I went first. Oh no. Oh yeah, no, you Maybe it's Sarah. It's then. all right. That's, Sarah, would you like to go next or would you like me to? No, you go for it. Oh. <laughs> Take That's that one. <laughs> I, um, okay. 
um, again, good job I can cut out these pauses. I, yeah, I'm just, what I, want, what, what I want to say is that no, it doesn't stunt the rest of my life. My wife and I have a conversation. We have two very different people. That's probably why we, you know, it's that whole yin-yang thing, I think, because we are so different. She's very introverted and very uh, extremely empathetic. So she finds it very hard to engage with our community because even though she's okay, she can't, doesn't have the capacity to take on the, the, the rest of the world's woes, if you will, because that's just too much for her. And that's just the way she is. So she needs to keep it, uh, she's very conscious about her boundaries. So she often says to me, how do you, how do, you do this? What, you know, how can, and my answer, of course, is well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like you. I'm empathetic, but I've I've chosen to look at this as a positive thing. Where I, in my own small way, I can try and make a difference. And again, it's a it's a multi-leveled thing. I studied psychology. Never bloody finished the degree though. But anyway, there's another, we'll unpack that one later. Um, but one of the things it did teach me was that, that given the same stimulus, we, on the whole, normal people, will have relatively the same reaction. So if when we were at our lowest and it, everyone, everyone would have been the same, it gives me it gives me confidence to know that what I felt other people felt, and so therefore now on the other side of that, we're doing okay. We manage our grief. You know, it's not going to be, per, you know, it's never it's always going to be there as we all know. But through just an example for people, like Leslie was saying, just be an example to people you can show people that there is something good out there. And that's what I think that's what I like about the podcast is we're a conduit for everyone else. Um, we got, we was a little bit uncomfortable when we first started uh, this session today, because we get Sarah and Jody were throwing compliments at us left, right and center. And we're just like, are you talking about us? Because, we see that we see the podcast is not about us it's about you and we just we've just built a vehicle as Berenice had said earlier we've built a vehicle for us all and so yeah um it's not you know it hasn't restricted me it's actually enriched my life um as I've said just earlier um before you, know, you Victoria and Yvonne turned up I said, where the hell would I get the chance to be part of a conversation, you know, we, with you, you know, with you, Victoria and Muriel, where would I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't happen to, to get such an, in, you know, personal, intense conversation. And where would I get the conversation of, you know, with you, Yvonne and your friends that you brought along to the podcast? 
I would never get the chance to have such an intimate conversation with, with such a big group of women of colour. I loved it. And, and it made me cry. And I just, but I loved it because it's all, this whole gig is teaching me so much more about being a human being. Your go, Sarah. Bloody hell. How do I follow that up for Christ's sake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so in answer to the question, I don't think it's stunted me either. I think actually it's something I often say to clients actual fact i think childlessness in a and it takes a long time to realize this actually it develops us individually and as a community because you don't live vicariously through another human being you have to spend that time working your own shit out and dealing with everything that childlessness throws at you so actually no i think i have grown and i think if you'd met me in my 20s um I was very shy, very introverted, painfully introverted. When I got embarrassed, it wasn't just my face that went red, it was my, my ears. And they used to call me a red wing nut at school, <laughs> which unfortunately, because I had short hair, just like, Poof, and I was like, oh, red wing nut. So yeah, I was <laughs> crippled with introversion. But now I sort of, I'm kind of like the same, the podcast isn't really about me. I swear a lot, you know, I am who I am because I've worked on my shit and I, you know, when I'm a counsellor, this is the way I work. I don't have to pretend to be somebody. So in a way, it has defined me. It's utterly changed me. Um, but for the good, I'd say, you know, I'm more authentic. I have no fucks to give about anybody else's sensibilities. Um, and they get very short shrift if they're going to keep pushing the pronatalism. Um, and I make no apologies for that either. I am <laughs> I'm very gobby. And I, I quite like that about myself now. I never used to, but I do like it. But I think meeting so many people through the podcast, like Michael, you know, it, it makes you a more rounded human being, doesn't it? You see all of these different perspectives. And like you, I would never have been involved in so many of these conversations or have been so privileged to meet so many people. And I love it. I love what we do. And it's because I'm nosy. <laughs> I like to know about people. That's probably why I'm a counsellor <laughs> in a weird way, isn't it? <laughs> but no, for me, it has been defining, but in a very, it's taken me a long time to realise it, but in a very positive way. So, and I hope that's, you know, I hope that's the gift we bring to people that you come to this community, perhaps broken, feeling a bit less than, and actually once you get involved and you see all these people and you hear their stories, you think, ah, I'm part of it. I'm not less than I am. I'm in a wonderful community that doesn't have a hierarchy. Such an amazing answer. Thank you. Oh, it's thank a really you. good question. Thank you. It was yeah, a really all, good question. Yeah, really all, all, all amazing thoughts. Yeah, thank you for answering that. Okay. Good morning, Yvonne. Oh. Man. <laughs> all of our guests have joined us and we're in mid kind of like flow about something <laughs> how are you i am good i have just come back from a two-hour bike ride so i'm i'm tired <laughs> energetically tired <laughs> 
good morning for a bike ride as well. Um, it's cold, but it's just lovely weather. Yeah, actually. It's, yeah sun's absolutely out. beautiful. And I, and I actually got lost. I'm going to, I feel a blog coming on because I, I got lost and ended up on a road that I had was not familiar with and was riding away I'm not going to say too much because I definitely want to blog about this because there was a little learning in it for me but it was a very exciting journey that led me to a new place and a new sense of being on my journey to finding my way back home <laughs> That's what I was oh nice <laughs> that is a good blog <laughs> <laughs> so I think Sarah Sarah Roberts wanted to ask us another question too. Robin, you can drop in whenever you want to, Leslie. Just just all drop in and ask a question when you want. It's we'll try to answer. Just just riff it. It's fine. Just feel free to interrupt. So I just had a quick question, which was um, I love what you do in the world because what it is is it's. Um, I loved what Sarah was saying about the finding of your tribe and, and I think what you do is you you show that, that being childless isn't just a fact of I wasn't able to have kids, it's actually a fundamentally different way of being in the world and that we actually are a... We're, we're living lives that are very different from, from the cultural mainstream um, in the incredible diversity that 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 entails and I guess I was thinking about the way in which you were early to earlier talking about being really curious Sarah and I, I think that's such an important um part of your toolkit in terms of okay if this is completely different from how I expected to be in the world staying open and curious is such a powerful way of of, of engaging with that process and I guess one of my questions was around really um I guess in the spirit, spirit of being curious is, is what your vision is for the future, either for the podcast or for yourselves or for the community. And I guess I wondered if you had one wild secret dream that maybe you maybe haven't articulated yet or maybe you don't, but really what your vision is moving forward. Sorry. I'm the only one not on mute. <laughs> Bloody hell. You are. I'm sorry. I I was still having a think. Oh, uh, okay. Um, this this will not be this will not be news to Sarah Roberts. Um, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it all all official now. <clears throat> there is there are three things that I would like. I, I hope that the podcast can contribute to. That's what I was looking for. <clears throat> So they are that we can bring our community together. Uh, one of the things that, that um, I'd like to see in Australia, as an example, is, is, a, is a governing body for our community so that we can um, advocate for those who age without children because that has become a very, very big part of my life right now because I'm looking after my aging parents and it's obviously shining a light on what it's going to be like for my wife and I. Also to look at how we can begin to get research, more research done for our community so that that, that 
research can be used for uh, for engaging with government, um, which, which I know there are other people doing that, but you know, I guess for Australia, you know, I'd like to hope that the podcast can help us in Australia move that along. Um, and what, one of the other things is that my wife has this dream about a collective group of childless people living in a, I don't want to say commune, but, but something very similar because uh, she just goes, how good would it be? if we all lived on this property where we each had a little home, so we had all our own little, uh, our privacy and our space, but at the same time, you knew you could go next door and you could have a conversation with someone who gets you and someone who can be your friend and, you know, and have that social circle, you know, and take it to the, well, probably not the next level, but it's about 10 levels up. Um, So that's a little secret dreamy thing that i've got i love that <laughs> Me too. We've, we talked about the the um the, the chateau in france and and the tower and <laughs> probably just turn up oh, we did and, too, yeah, we? right move as well that place in norfolk as well that was quite good too but um sadly has been sold what um, <laughs> i know wrong isn't it i thought that maybe the, the dodgy gnomes outside in the front might put people off but clearly they didn't um, that's a very strange decor inside very strange no pampas grass out front but you could imagine it was probably there once we've got a friend who lives down in kent and she's they've got a field in their garden and she's talked about building something like that also her her, her other half runs a um provides carers for a big chunk of Kent so I thought well that that's quite handy isn't it it would be quite good, good to know to get to know for the future but mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great <laughs> idea Michael actually you know having a bit uh, and, and something I've thought about but anyway mm. I'm sorry for interrupting Mom. no no not, not at, at all. all no no you're not I, I agree I think that's probably something I, I would like I've often thought about that and the conversations that I've had with Michael because I thought it was just me thought like that and then speaking to Michael and to Vicky then yes that's something that I've always wanted to do mm-hmm. um imagine if I that was actually like a cruise ship though like a childless cruise ship yes I see I couldn't do that because of the carbon I couldn't do carbon footprint a giant sailing ship maybe <laughs> yeah it'd be sailing ship mm-hmm. wind power then I might turn out <laughs> otherwise I'd be like no that's like 10 buses <laughs> or however many it is <laughs> but yeah <laughs> no we were talking last time weren't we like a music festival for childlessness weren't we Out in a, a gathering somewhere. yeah it was a, big a gathering. proper gathering of people yeah. when we can actually get back together that would be that would be amazing that would be really good like a concert and with um victoria you have to be there obviously headline I yeah. feel, but it's something. <laughs> we have this idea of camper vans all together gathering. It's a, the episode that's out at the moment, the one with Jodie, we talk about it. It's in there, isn't it, Michael? I think, if I remember yes. rightly. Yeah, we yeah. did add that in. Yeah, it got, we got very carried away. Um, yeah. But anyway, I was, I, I, gosh, it's a difficult. I'm trying to think of an answer because I, I, I just, 
I'm just so glad we got through what we've got through so far, the pandemic and just returning up. Because I think all of us, our mental health suffered last year. I mean, everyone's mental health has been just, a, it's all been difficult for everybody. And I think with the podcast, you feel that there's a, a due diligence that you have to, to be there to support people. But we, I, I, I certainly lost track of my own mental health and the impact of, of trying to be all things to all people so I think probably I think probably just being here getting to however many episodes it is 27 two years whatever I think and the rest the future I'm not I don't know I, I there's something in my mind about um there's a guy I know um Martin who runs the Purple Goat Agency which is all about equality for um disability so his job, what he does is he advises agencies and um, big, big agencies in, in all over the world. When they have a campaign for something, he will consult with them and say, OK, this is not diverse enough. You're, you're not doing this in the right way. It's not accessible to people with disabilities. And somewhere in my head, there is something about that and language and how advertisers position their messaging which i think leads currently leads this pronatalism and this 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 drive with parents that i i think that there's something about that in my head that i would like the podcast to be part of but unfortunately being using pronatal language is not a diversity issue as such at the moment but I think that through conversations that I've seen in the community where people are starting to go to gender um, equality conversations I've got one next month um, at Cambridge University where they've asked me to talk about inequality and about pronatalism in relation to fertility and fertility policies in the workplace and those conversations are starting to happen and it's something we want to talk about on the podcast coming up soon um, because I see it from the point of view of being in the workplace but also in networking groups and, and in freelance life you know I've had to step away from things I think I said it on the podcast before that you know, I know I've stepped away from events I've paid for because it's been oh my name's so-and-so and I'm a mother and I freelance because it means I've got a good work-life balance I can look after my kids and this is my tips for you and I think well they've got nothing in common with me at all why does that matter because we can freelance for loads of reasons not just because we've had kids you know maybe we just got sick of the baby showers at work and oh my god and the fact that actually we didn't have to then work for maternity leave anymore or paternity leave we didn't have to do that shit anymore we didn't have to stay there for like you know however many years it is you have to stay there to get um some you know an extra couple of days off or whatever or a certificate i don't know whatever it is you get for doing these amazingly brilliant well anyway i so there's something about that, I think, that I'd like the podcast to be part of. I'd also like us to be, when we're back in the world um, and we're able to talk to each other, is to hold a massive, great big party to get us all together to do the birthday party we planned to do last year, this year, and to be part of events, to, to, to actually be able to go and perhaps onto other podcasts, um, particularly parenting ones would be good to actually say from the other side, because I think that I, I feel that we're in a position, the three of us, where we can actually answer those questions with honesty and I think without too much in the way of triggering.
I might swear a bit though. And I think keep going. I think we've got a whole year. I have to say we have got a whole, almost a whole year's worth of episodes, guests lined up. We are now planning February next year. So there's, there's a lot to talk about. So I think we'll just keep going. Yeah, no, definitely. No, without question. But it's, um, I, I like the idea of going out and doing the road trip. We've talked about the road trip. Haven't we? Oh yes, somebody... you can talk about that. Talk about the road oh, trip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to have to go. So um, thank you. Uh, thanks, sorry. No. And, and just thanks so much for opening up all those conversations and getting different people, I think, on the podcast. Because that's, that's so important when I said when I jumped in, it's that seeing and hearing what it's like. And that, that's, that's so important and valuable for everybody out there. So thank, thanks for that. And um, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> we'll have you back, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so road trip, <laughs> that would be good. But I think for me as well, not just the podcast, I think the mental health side of things for our community is so important and that's my thing. And I think um, I want to take ATS a lot bigger. Uh, I want to start, um, I, I really admire Robin doing all this research and stuff and that's kind of where I'd like to go with it. Uh, and I'd like to sort of set up a charity so everyone has access to mental health because what I'm finding is that a lot of people can't afford it. So that's kind of where I would like to go um, because it's such a huge issue for our community. So, yeah, and, and setting up a network of therapists as well, I think it's very important. So, yeah, that's mine. It's <laughs> brilliant, Sarah. So never brilliant. One, never one to bite off more than I can chew. Oh, no, not you. Never. No, never, never. <laughs> Master's next, so, yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's actually also inspiring as well because I'm looking here at the guests that we've got and you're all here with us and yeah Robin your research I think and your, your just the, the energy and the time you put into that but also as well Yvonne seeing you on stage at the Fertility Fest at the Barbican I just 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 you couldn't hear a pin drop you just are so incredible at what you do as well I, I and just all of you here Sarah Victoria it's just amazing I just think it's just like I've got so honored to have you with us it's just like oh my god you've been our guest as well and everything <laughs> so thank you I know them <laughs> I, know, I know these people they're like oh my gosh you know, and I can sit there and, and that's the thing. When I've had conversations in groups and things like that, this is all online, isn't it now? But you know, I can say, well, actually, this is Robin Hadley's work and I know him. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> you might not think he wants to be a friend of mine, but you are. And um, again, Yvonne, I can just say, I, I know Yvonne and this is what she does. And this is what Victoria does. And this is Sarah Roberts and she does this fantastic empty cradle. These are people you need to know because we've met you through the podcast and you are safe hands for us and our community. We, we know your safe hands. I would, I would say the same back for you guys. I, I, you know, I'm sitting here hearing, I know Yvonne, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, I, it, it always amazes me. And I feel like a famous person when I hear things like that. And it's like, well, I'm just me. And um, 
and at the same time, I would say this absolutely the same back because it's because of you guys, as well as other people that are saying, we need to know Yvonne and, and need to hear what she's saying. That is giving me the space to actually do what I'm doing. I couldn't do it without you. Um, you know, I, I could do it once, but I've done it twice and three times and four times and five because you guys are part of that, that give me the space to have a voice and have my voice be heard and have it be heard amongst a, a community of people that I would never reach on my own. And I think that's just an amazing thing to be a part of. It's an amazing thing that you've created that and it's an amazing thing to be a part of. And I sit there, because I remember the conversation we had about um, colour, about being my experience of women of colour and having the other ladies, my friends, like coming onto the platform as well. And I thought it was an amazing opportunity that we had to have that. And I felt so honoured to be asked, but also I ha was in awe of you guys asking because you were opening, I, there are not many spaces that somebody's saying to me, Yvonne, as a black woman, what is your experience? And it's usually, I'm just going, hey, you're going to listen to me. <laughs> this is my experience. You guys asked me that question and asked me to invite my friends on to have this conversation. And, you know, I sit here thinking, so happy that Michael cried because that's always a goal to have men cry. Um, <laughs> It usually helps when they're at my feet and, you know, I'm able to <laughs> look down. And, you know. We'll do that post-pandemic, Yvonne, post-pandemic. We'll arrange. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, there's still time, Yvonne. There's still time. I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the party, you know, when we're all there. <laughs> but I also wonder, like, for you guys, what was it, What you know, we did have some conversation, you made some comments, but what was it like for you to be on the receiving end of that and sit in that space and hear what we had to say? What did you get from it? What did you take from that? What was your learning? Because that's something I don't tend to have for myself is hearing back from white people about what that experience is like for them good question really good question i think for me a huge sense of pride as i mean all all, all the episodes i not i i when we see the podcast and people go what was your favorite episode and we're always very fair so there isn't one but that episode that we recorded was to me it was so new and so different because we've never handed the podcast we it felt like we'd handed over the podcast to you but we knew that it was the right thing to do because we had struggled so much with well we can't ignore this but we don't feel qualified to talk about it so we had to really sit and think, well, what's, what, how, what's the angle that we take? How do we do this? And how? And we kind of approached it in, in the way that we did with the, um, with Michael, I suppose, actually. Was, you know, when we approached Michael and said, look, actually, we, we, we need to get the, the, in the men's perspective into this. Will you be on the podcast? So you approach it from the learning point of view. And for me, I learned so much, but I also learned that how much we also, 
in some some ways through isolation and attitude there is so much that we can support and share and in some ways have in common that actually that theory that theme of isolation and misjudgment and misinterpretation and expectation is in some ways throughout the community regardless of regardless of where we come from and who we are and how we we live and all the things we do there is always something in common but I, I learned so much. It was the most moving episode that I've been, been part of, I think. I and mean, we've been, I mean, we've been so many episodes, but I found it intensely moving and just so very honoured at the time. And it, and it stayed with me an awful long time. And it's the one that I go back to often and probably listen to the most. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I found it quite humbling, actually, to be involved in it because it's kind of, you never get involved in those conversations. And I think, I don't think I've ever been more aware of my position of privilege um, from hearing your conversations. And the one that stayed with me, Yvonne, was when you said, I don't get to be a strong woman. And it was like, you know, I don't get to be angry. I don't have permission to have that. And it was just like, that really stayed with me because, you know, I'm effing and jeffing all over a podcast when I'm angry and I was like fuck yeah swearing again uh you know fuck I can't imagine not having that space to be able to do that and that, so it's it's like um Bernie said it stayed with me for a long time and I have listened back to it and it doesn't get any less powerful for listening back to it again so yeah it was, it was humbling and I felt really privileged to put to have been a part of it just to sit and listen and I think you know giving us permission to to ask questions I guess without judgment you know because I said to you didn't I um before when I invited you on I was like you know I I don't know I don't know how to approach this it felt unsafe in a way to to um acknowledge my ignorance or my my unknown you know my because I don't have that perspective so yeah I, I it was one of the most valuable things I think I've ever done actually two things come out for me, uh, one of them was was how how pri how privileged I felt to be part of that conversation, as both the girls have said. Because gruff white man in Australia would never get a chance to be part of a conversation like that, ever. But one of the other things it, it was actually really confronting for me, be and I think I did mention that where it 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 really challenged my paradigm. I thought I, I've always seen myself as someone who's easygoing and, and, and not racist, uh, you know, and, but you fuck, you challenged me there because you made me, you made me realize that I was fooling myself in that my behavior was just adding fuel to the fire you you know um by not seeking to understand by not you know by having i guess i don't know what the word was that um oh so i told you i didn't have a big vocabulary 
and this is where it fails me. But it, it yeah, well, it challenged. It, it almost said to me that you know this this it's almost like I felt I had apathy, whereas before I thought I was cool and okay, and you know, I'm a I'm a nice guy. Not that you girls went out your way to make me not feel that way, but for me, it really ch it it challenged me immensely, and has really changed my paradigm about the way that I look at not just the community of color, but but many other communities that I need to understand, and if I need to speak, you know speak about or, or or not speak about but again understand teach myself to understand the perspective of other people in minority groups there you go i think that was it it's it shows how um brave and open i suppose we've all been in this because i've you know and there's a lot of conversations in the UK at the moment around systemic racism and racism, especially with the report that's just come out. And what you have demonstrated is the ability to have a conversation without defending your position. And what's happening now is, which is very rare for me because my experience of being talking about race and racism is met with, um, defensiveness and therefore silencing because it's about in a way I'm not racist so let's just shut it down when we're not trying to say you're racist we're just trying to say it exists and actually without the openness and what you've just d demonstrated and, and, and acknowledged it can never stop and never end because people are not opening themselves up to say actually maybe that's how I'm contributing to this and therefore, let me look at this a bit deeper and see why, you know, instead of, no, it can't possibly be me. And for me, it, gave, it was a privilege to be able to have that conversation because it's so, we can have it, you know, I can have it with my friends because it is our experience and, and we will hold that space for each other. But outside of that, it's very rare to be able to have that without it being met with closed mindedness. And so it was a privilege to be able to be in that space with you guys and have it heard without it having, without it being dismissed. It was allowed and it's very rare for the conversation to be allowed. And you can see that because you see that the responses with so many different things, you know, the Meghan Markle interview is one of them, the, the backlash that came out in, in, what I would describe as a system defending itself instead of going, oh my God, it happened and acknowledging that it happened and, and let that experience be true. And that's what, you know, for me, it was like, it just showed my life because that's what my life is. And, and as I said, it was a privilege to be a part of the podcast and be invited on the podcast to have the conversation without having that experience because it is so rare. So I do commend you for, for being open to to being in that space it says a lot about you guys do you mind if i add to that yvonne i just want to say thank you your work is is um amazing i'm gonna get a bit emotional here i listened to your um 
presentation for the Childless Collective Summit and it was it was spot on. It was one of the most powerful presentations I have heard on, on this experience. And I would recommend people buy the, the All Access Pass if they just to listen to your presentation because it was so good. And, um, you know, what, what you've talked about really is, is white fragility. It's the way in which white people centre their responses when they hear about racism. They centre their own responses. And then the whole conversation is then about defending themselves, armouring up. And when they're convinced that they're not racist, they will spend the whole time, the whole focus of the conversation will actually be about um, persuading people that they're not racist rather than actually just being present to other people's experience. And that's what I love about you, what you and what you bring to the community. It's just so beautiful and so powerful. So thank you. Um, and I know for us here, like it's one thing I'm sure that that we have a lot of conversations about here is that that as anybody in Australia who is not an Aboriginal person needs to do a reckoning with their own colonising legacy and how they've been a beneficiary of what's happened to Aboriginal people here. And um, it's... It's, it's a really important conversation to have. And I, I'm just so, so honored to be part of a community that's, that's able to really hold the space for these really deep and rich and really important conversations. So, so thank you to all of you for, for what you bring. I could listen to you forever, Sarah, really, I could. There's just the way that, the way that you explain things is just so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Thank you. Robin, you've been quiet. Come on, what you got? Very little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I got? Well, thanks uh, for all the work you've done. Oh, yeah. Uh, happy birthday. It's uh, Manchester Pop, um, which is water, <laughs> or uh, Corporation Champagne. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So happy birthday and congratulations on doing such a fantastic job. And I, I really admire that you, you do keep going and everything you put in, because it is a commitment to your time and your effort and your learning. Um, and it's something that I couldn't do. So I'm absolutely uh, in admiration of, of you and congratulations on everything you've done and everything and all the success you've had and the difference that you make. Because I think there's a lot of people who access this stuff who then don't, who get something from it, but don't particularly join in, but they get what they need from it. And so just, putting that yourselves out there and putting other people out and being that conduit is uh, really useful to a lot of people and you'll do a lot of good that you just have to upset you'll probably never know the good you did you yeah. invisible heroes <laughs> we quite like that yeah. though that that makes me feel better being invisible it actually was something we picked up a bit earlier on about i don't we, we talked very briefly um about 
I don't think anyone should come into all of this for public accolades or to make money even or all of those things though you know we, we do the, the podcast is run on fresh air and love <laughs> to be fair um it's very hard to do i i don't think anyone comes into this with or shouldn't come into anything like this with nothing more than the idea of of helping people because like you say robin many people will I, I know how many people listen to us but I also know that that wouldn't correlate then to the feedback that we get because people don't always want to say because sometimes writing something down so they enjoyed something or that this was part of what they did that day is too painful because it's acknowledging something that in itself can be really hard you know even starting a podcast and saying okay we're going to do a podcast about you know childlessness is acknowledging that oh we're in this space now we're here you know this is me putting a label under something you know um and a line under something you know that it's almost it's almost like reaching sort of a, a milestone birthday and saying okay well i'm obviously you know that ship sailed and i'm not accidentally going to become a parent you know you know you're not going to be accidentally become a parent because you know theoretically for me medically that doesn't happen but setting up a podcast means you're also sort of saying the same thing so it's very um yeah i think you come into it because you want to help into our spaces and the things that we do there's something going through my mind and uh, <laughs> uh i was gonna go somewhere else on that but i won't <laughs> uh about you know normalizing uh the uniqueness of the extraordinary and all our lives are extraordinary in extraordinary uh circumstances and we're all unique just like everybody else but actually normalizing that and putting the stories out and being so genuine and authentic makes it easier for the people who access your podcast and access the material to accept it um because it's heart to heart there's no hierarchy in there you're not talking down you're not bigging up it's just as it is and i think that's very special uh to to generate that so congratulations thank you very much oh, wow. thank you thank you no thanks robin wow god <laughs> I can't take much more of this. <laughs> no, it's a bit kind of like, oh my god. <laughs> need a beer. <laughs> I need a beer. I've got to go and take my husband for his second vaccine this afternoon. Oh. So, um, I've got that to do shortly, oh. so I'm going to have to go very soon. So perhaps we're at the point where we can maybe yeah. <laughs> gently wrap up because we're feeling a bit like, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking, editing this, editing this episode and i'm just i'm just sitting there thinking i actually feel a little bit uncomfortable about it you know all the not uncomfortable but well no uncomfortable about all the praise and i just i, I don't want the next episode to be all about us i don't want that but it, i think it has to be there in order to I, yeah. I think turn it on the other head and that is if you spin it round then i'm trying to spin it around hang on a second my brain's my mouth's going my brain's still kind of functioning in a different sphere um it's a case of like okay so people have heard from from our past guests and we the statistics well we, i've just said 
um, previously in the episode, it's, it, we're, we're somewhere around 10,000 downloads. And um, we have, I need to go and check on the website, but last time I looked, we had 1,600 subscribers to the RSS feed. So that's people that regularly listen, that want to hear from us. So those statistics are a bit scary, but the point is, is that if we can do this, so can somebody else. And also I think as well, please, if you're listening to this and you have an idea and there is a subject and you think, I think this is worthy of a bigger audience, then tell us it's what we're here for. We're not the podcast mm. to, to sit and tell you all about what I do, what Michael does, what Sarah does. It's, it's your podcast. It's a community podcast. You drive our, our, our guests, drive the podcast and the audience drives the podcast and even if you've got an idea and think okay there's a thing and there's a couple of things have popped up today actually in our conversation about what we might be able to talk about in future episodes we can find the guests or you can ask us and say look actually i think this person's done some really great stuff can we get them you know could we have them on the podcast tell us you know admittedly we are getting so booked up but we will do that and we will keep going until I don't know we'll ever have any time to stop talking because there's so much to talk about and so many different subjects but tell us follow us chug us on on instagram tweet us dm us get us touch us by the website we absolutely totally utterly adore hearing from people if you feel that you want to talk to us and you want to ask us a question and there's something here today and even if you want to have to do a podcast i mean we're not experts but you know we, we rock up, we've done it for two years, we know something, you know, just just ask us because that's what it's all about, you know, and, and I will say as well that, you know, we, we're happy to be on other podcasts. There's no, we are not the Childless by Choice podcast. There are others around that we're in touch with as well and we openly, utterly and warmly invite them to be part of our community as well because and, and to share the podcast learning because I think that is so important as well. Um, don't do rivalry don't do competition nah blow that no that's very true actually and that's one of the things i really love about this community is that that you know we all know we're here for each other we all know we're here to 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 support each other um you know as an as an example you know Sevilla's reached out to the guys in the clan of brothers and said I'm do, you know, can you do something for my, for my um, you know, Father's Day episode? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's, do, let's yeah. get in, let's, let's get into that. And so there's a few of us going to do something for her. And, and, you know, that's the great thing about it yeah. is, you know, yeah, no competition. We're just all here for each other. No hierarchy. Yeah. I'm not going to shut up before I start crying. I'll go and cry. That might be a good ending, might it? It might be, yeah. Michael's sobbing. You can edit that one in if you want. We'll send you some really bad messages on, on Messenger and harass you a bit uh, on Facebook and we'll get you going. It's fine. Don't worry. If not, we'll just get you over here and just, you know. Oh, oh well, God. Not a, not a chance. I haven't even had my first jab yet. No. Uh, yeah, you, you feel like crap if it's AstraZeneca, but grateful, gratefully crap. That's how I, I looked at it, gratefully crap. I felt like I had a hangover with none of the tequila. It's brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Not sure. that I think tequila. Just, just to warn you, but yeah, gratefully brilliant. But um, can I just end, I'm going to end now, if that's all right, because I'm going to have okay. to go get yeah. off to the thing. But I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone yeah. who's been a guest, to everyone that listened, but most of all, 
to Michael for just oh everything. Um, when I first met you, I, I we just we just, we talked for hours. All of us were sat there, and I just knew that you would be a friend for absolute life. Um, and I just hate the fact that we we are miles and miles away from each other because I've just been around your house all the time. Um, and at some point, I'll probably turn up on a container ship, and you'll have to come and pick me up from somewhere in Sydney. I don't know where I'll be. I just let you know. I'll be more lost than Yvonne on her bicycle ride this morning, but I'll I'll be there. <laughs> and Sarah, you're just amazing. You are, um, God, every time I contact you and every time I go, oh my God, I got the collie wobbles and there's something going on and I don't know, you're there. And I just couldn't imagine a life without you in it. You're just brilliant. You're amazing. And um, I'm going to stop because I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It, it's been wonderful to see everyone. Thank you very much. Um, I have felt various amounts of cringe as we've been talking, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> and uh, long may it continue yeah yeah thanks everyone and I'm, I'm gonna shut up because i've got yeah. tears in my eyes after the thank you berenice and sarah for for being a big part of my life Oof. so having a party next year in person yeah. with heaps of cake and loads of booze please let that happen we just need to yes we've got to get it out of our system yeah. along with road trips and um other things so we could be turning up on a yeah. doorstep near you robin hagley and yvonne john your <laughs> yeah. and i yeah, will be like up. hi we just turned <laughs> up <laughs> yeah yeah go and get a pint <laughs> go and get a pint cool. let's riff it <laughs> yeah no thank you everyone Thank, thank you. you. Thank, yeah, thank you. Michael. Thank you so happy much. Birthday. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Yay. Well done. I'll put some, I'll put happy some sound birthday effects in there. To you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Michael Bernice and Sarah. <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> to you. Full stop podcast. Oh. Thanks for staying a distance on this one. Now, we've had feedback from our community saying they love the conversations and so aren't concerned about the length of time they go for. Now, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. So please contact us via Facebook, Instagram or Twitter or our website, www.thefullstoppod.com, where you can also register for our newsletter so you can keep up to date with what we're up to. And we'd also appreciate it if you could rate us on the platform you're using to listen to the podcast. The more ratings we get, the wider the spread and the more of our community we can reach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or have a burning issue you think our community should know of, drop us a line. You can find our contact details on the website. And don't forget, we do love hearing from our audience. So if you want to get in contact with us, please drop us a line at any time. And as always, it's important for us to let you know you are not alone.